This is Lori Forster, the wine coach with The Sipping Point, and I'm here at Capnos on location in D.C. on 14th Street, and we've heard a lot from Chef Isabella about the food here at the restaurant, but to me, no meal is complete without the right wine, and here to help me with that is James Horn. He's the wine director, uh, both here at Capnos and at G Next Door for their tasting menu, and he's worked at a lot of notable restaurants, including Dakaya, I hope I'm saying that right, Japanese, where he got three stars from the Washington Post. He's worked with Chef Isabella at Graffiato and comes from a long line of restaurant tours in New Jersey. I'm a Jersey girl, so that carries some weight with me. And so we're really excited to have you here to demystify Greek wine because it's not easy, is it? Definitely not the easiest or most common uh, things to see on a wine list, but for us, uh, the cuisine is is traditionally Greek, so we feel that the best way to represent the food is to pair it well with uh, wines from Greece as well. Um, the wine list is global, so we do represent um, most of the wine-producing countries and regions across the globe, uh, but Greece is definitely our strength. Um, the food here being uh, meze format, which is small plates uh, meant for the table to share, um, sort of brings a little bit of a challenge for wine because they have the ability to order any sort of dish at any moment, not just you know, starting with appetizers, then your entree, then your dessert. So at any given time, a guest could have you know, a salad and a piece of spit-roasted goat and a raw shrimp dish on the table at once. And we want to be able to provide them with a wine that will be comparable with any of those dishes at any given time. So um, flavors of Greece, especially northern, where our cuisine is from, uh, are very uh, rustic. So they're very, um, they're very uh, rustic in nature. So a lot of mountainous uh, terroir-driven food to pair with mountainous uh, terroir-driven wines. A lot of minerality, uh, a lot of acid are very common themes in Greek cuisine. Um, chef likes to use lemon and, and vinegar. Acidity is a very strong component of Greek cuisine, so uh, in order to pair food with that, you need to have wines with uh, high acidity. So the theme of our list is basically uh, terroir-driven wines with good minerali- minerality and uh, good uh, acidity. I love that, and I love food-friendly wines, and you're right. You really have a diverse table that you're going to have to pair with, so you need to find the most food-friendly wines. Now, you do have wines from all over the world, but I'm really interested in the Greek wines because that is so unique, and I think people are still discovering those. There's a great website. You probably know about it, allaboutgreekwine.com, which can help many of us pronounce these wines because just the names of the grapes are scary, the names of the winery, um, just when you tackle French and Italian, now we got to figure out Greek. <laughs> so tell me what you have here on the table. You have a couple of Greek wines that you're going to introduce me to that are staples here on your wine list. What do we have? Sure. So we have um, a red and a white. Uh, we'll start with our white. Um, this is a varietal called um, Malagusia, uh, which was almost extinct and was sort of saved in the late 1970s uh, by Mr. Jerry Vassilou. And so he's the producer of this wine. Um, it comes from uh, Thessaloniki, which is a northern part of Greece. Uh, the most common question I get asked by our staff and our guests are, what does this taste like on a normal palate? So, hey, this is like a Viognier, or hey, this is like a Sauvignon Blanc. The beauty of Greek wines is that they do have their own characteristics and their own sort of soul, but you can compare them to normal varietals to help people um, get a grasp on what they're drinking. So uh, what I love about this wine is its floral characteristics right away on the nose. Um, so on the nose, you're thinking something like a Viognier, something you know, very, very uh, floral. And on the palate, 
it takes you to a different place with you know really strong tropical fruits and then a nice finish with acidity uh, again which is a theme of our, of our wine list so um, for me this is definitely a complex really easy to drink food friendly uh, white wine from a cool place in Greece that you know isn't Santorini or isn't Athens and most people haven't really been there or know what's, what goes on but you can find a really nice white wine like this um, in uh, a pretty sparse region of Greece I love that and I'm going to post the tasting notes for this wine well, uh what about pricing here on the wine list? Is this in the affordable range? How, how do you kind of um, work your wine list to accommodate a lot of different budgets and a lot of different thoughts on what you want to spend on wine? Well, our wine list is definitely consumer-driven, uh, so our markups are traditionally lower than a normal restaurant would be. Um, we want our guests to enjoy their time here and come back, and for me that means you know, eating and drinking without really being afraid of, of their check. So. Um, I'd rather have some of our guests order two bottles of $40 wine than one bottle of $60 wine because they'll come back, they feel like their value is higher, and uh, you know, that's what we value most as, uh, as restaurateurs is bringing back guests. Um, our wine list ranges from uh, our cheapest bottle is $18, it's a Spanish rosé, and our most expensive bottle is $950, which is a 1978 Chateau Moussard. Uh, this, white, this white wine that we just tasted is $54 on the list. That's a great price point for when you're out to eat. So uh, I do appreciate that because sometimes you go into some steakhouses or other restaurants and, you know, the most affordable thing is 75 and people can't, ex you know, really explore, which here with all these small plates, you want to have many different wines, I would think, during the meal. So I love white and absolutely on the nose, I was thinking Viognier, but then a little more acid and a little more of the Sauvignon Blanc crypt Christmas, so I like that translation you gave us. But I find that people are never happy until they get their red wine. I don't know if you see that here. <laughs> and I know Greece makes some great red wines as well. What do you have in your red glass? Well, there's several um, unique varietals that are indigenous to only Greece uh, in terms of red, um, which are great on their own in some cases, but I feel that the Greek red wines are best done when blended with more traditional varietals. Um, here we have a wine from uh, Domaine Skoras. Uh, they're from the Peloponnese. Um, it is a what I call a Greek-style Bordeaux blend. So when I think Bordeaux blend, I think you know Cabernet Sauvignon, Cab Franc, Merlot, Malbec. You know, traditionally things of that sort. Here we have a red Greek grape called Xenomavro, which means um, black acid in Greek, and that is blended with Cabernet and Cabernet Franc. So um, where Merlot would normally stand, the Xenomavro replaces it and it just gives it this really nice full-bodied uh wine with um some slaty minerality and again like we like we love here uh good acidity to finish to cleanse your palate and pair with the food well that's really fun a lot of upfront fruit and enough firmness on the finish of the tannin to go with meat but soft enough if you have something lighter it's not going to clobber the food that's really delicious so you have this wine list that's international, but with a focus on Greek wine. And we talked a little bit about a couple of the fun ones, but there's another really amazing thing that you have going here, um, a system you call the Coravin, and you're using that so that you can actually serve wines by the glass that wouldn't normally, financially, cost-conscious-wise, you'd be able to open and serve by the glass. This, the Coravin is kind of a new thing for me, and so I've seen it online, but tell us a little bit more about it, and then maybe you can give us a demonstration. Sure. Well, the Coravin is, uh, is new to the market. Um, it's a new piece of technology. Some other restaurants have used it before us, but um, you know, 
everything's been done before. We can just try our best to duplicate, you know, other people's do it better. Do it better. Um, so again, uh, all these wines are very minimally marked up because it's all about guest experience. Um, as a wine drinker, uh, before, you know, I became a professional in the wine industry, you know, you always want to taste cool wines and have the opportunity to, but those opportunities are pretty sparse. So the goal here is, you know, for example, we have a little miniature vertical of Sperry Amarone from 1983, 88, and 90. And, I cannot think of a time in my life before working in the restaurant industry where I would ever have an opportunity to try three ounces of 83 Amarone and not have to buy a whole bottle or spend $700 at a restaurant. So it's, it's all about you know, presenting these options for our guests to give them a new experience that they can't have anywhere else. Um, and like you said, it does financially make sense for us because you can extract wine from the bottle without opening the foil or the cork, therefore not exposing it to oxygen. Um, in the machine, which is handheld, uh, is a cartridge of argon, which is a, a neutral inert gas. So the wine that comes out of the bottle is then replaced by argon. Um, theoretically, if you think about when you drink out of a plastic water bottle, as you drink the water, the bottle kind of shrinks up because there's nothing to replace the water that was in there. That's what you need to do here, or else the bottle would probably you know, try to contract or, or, or break. So um, the gas protects the wine, um, and I've seen it for two months is the longest we've had one open. Uh, I have friends in New York that have had them quote-unquote open for nine months but that's the as long as the technology is in existence so we're not really sure how long they can last um we'll just have to keep t- uh, tasting and, and trying it out <laughs> uh, sounds like a job i want to sign up for <laughs> well great well we're gonna um take a quick break uh, but we've been here with james horn who's the wine director here at capnos dc if you want to check out his wine list or just see about getting reservations you can go to capnos k-a-p-n-o-s-d-c.com and at the break i'm going to take a little video of you using the coravin and that will be available at thewinecoach.com and you can see james in action with what he calls the wine mosquito <laughs> we'll be right back on the sipping point 